In his first press conference in months, Joe Biden celebrates his successes, questions election integrity, and gives the green light to Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine. So things are going great. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your data from big tech with a VPN I trust. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, did you know that you don't just vote every November? You vote every single month with the money that you are spending because a lot of the corporations you give your money to, they're spending that money on politicians you don't like. This is true for Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. You might be funding Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or any part of their agenda. Instead, why not switch over to Pure Talk? See, Pure Talk uses the exact same tower, same 5G network as one of those big companies, but with the peace of mind that you are supporting a veteran-run business, a business whose employees are right here in the United States. So yes, this is one monthly bill you can be proud to pay. Oh, and by the way, it's going to cost you like half of what your current cell phone bill is. The average family saves over $800 a year. So Head on over to puretalk.com, find the plan that is right for you, then find the phone that's right for you, or just bring your own. And then, because they love my listeners in particular, enter promo code Ben Shapiro, and you will save 50% off your very first month of coverage. That is puretalk.com, promo code Ben Shapiro to save 50% off your first month of coverage, plus hundreds of dollars down the road, and spend your money with a company that doesn't hate your guts. Head on over to puretalk right now, puretalk.com, promo code Ben Shapiro to get started. Okay, so... Joe Biden is absolutely flailing. We had a poll last week, Quinnipiac, suggesting that his approval rating was down at 33%. Well, now we have a second poll from Civics suggesting that his approval rating is at 34%. So this makes two straight polls in which Joe Biden is in the low 30s. These are abysmal numbers if you are the president of the United States. And this follows hard on a morning consult Politico poll that shows that only 11% of Americans after one year give Joe Biden an A grade as president of the United States and only another 20% give him a B, which means that 69% of Americans say that Joe Biden is a C or below president, including 37% of Americans who say that he's got an F. So this guy is a fail. He is a giant fail. And as we discussed yesterday, he's failing on every front. Well, the Biden administration, because they have no capacity to shift gears, they are not Clintonian. Joe Biden is not Bill Clinton. He's not a talented politician like Barack Obama. He, he, he's a nothing. He's a big nothing burger of a human. And he's been a nothing burger of a human since he entered the Senate and was quickly seen to be a bloviating bag of plagiarism. Ever since then, the president of the United States has had a really tough time shifting gears. He is not somebody who shifts and moves quickly. He is somebody who sort of bobs atop the eddies of political life. He's not a leader. He's not somebody who is going to forcibly move forward his agenda. He is just a guy who happens to be kind of dead center of where the, uh, where the Democratic Party is at any given point. And, and that means that he, he does not have the capacity to change course. He cannot do it. And, and so when his administration basically said, you know what, we've got a comms problem here. And this was the story over the last few days. We need to shift comms, right? Whenever a politician says, and when they start leaking stories to the press about how they are going to shift communication strategy, you know that this politician is a failure. When they say they're going to shift political strategy, you know that the politician might actually be capable of changing. But when they're refusing to change any of their political strategies, they're just going to shift how they talk to people. Forget it, because politicians are what they are. I've yet to see a politician who's capable of, of really shifting what they are. Well, what made Bill Clinton very effective is that Bill Clinton was incredibly malleable as a politician. One day he could be conservative, one day he could be far left. But his mannerisms were not particularly malleable, right? He, he just had broad range as an actor. Bill Clinton had broad range, right? Sometimes he was crying in front of camera, denying things. And the next day he was crying, apologizing for the same things. Sometimes he was doing jovial Bill Clinton. Sometimes he was doing sad and empathetic Bill Clinton. He had a lot of range. 
Barack Obama didn't have a lot of range, but he had a lot of charisma. Joe Biden has neither range nor charisma. And so when his team says, we need to get you out in front of the cameras more, the first reaction for anyone smart inside the White House should have been, no, we don't. No, we don't. This guy became president literally because he did not get in front of cameras. It is amazing how many politicians think they are popular because people like them, as opposed to being popular because people hate their opponents. Politics is oppositional by nature. And people do not love Joe Biden. And they certainly don't love him after what he did in Afghanistan, which is when his polls really tanked. Okay, so yesterday, Joe Biden decides, I need to save this presidency. It's time to save the presidency. I'm going to do a press conference. At this point, Jen Psaki started drinking heavily. Jen Psaki picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue, man. So Joe Biden decides he's going to hold his first presser in months. And for all of those wondering why Joe Biden doesn't do press conferences, this would be the reason. The man went on for two long, interminable hours. He started babbling nonsensically. He started stepping all over his own you-know-what. He, he, he is not capable. This is not a capable, competent, coherent president. He is not. So this whole thing opens with him being asked by Zeke Miller from the Associated Press about whether he overpromised when he entered office because he said he was going to shut down the virus and he was going to create a booming economy, he was going to bring world peace, all the rest of it. And Joe Biden's answer was, of course, defensive because Joe Biden is a defensive, nasty person. This has been true in the Senate forever. It was true on the campaign trail. He literally said on the campaign trail to a detractor, a Bernie Sanders fan detractor, he literally said, look fat to the guy. I mean, that's who Joe Biden is. So he does that with a reporter here. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office? And how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. The fact of the matter is that uh, we're in a situation where uh, we have made enormous progress. He said he's outperformed expectations. Unless those expectations were that he would have a 0% approval rating, he has not outperformed expectations. This is a person whose delta between high approval rating and low approval rating is about 16%. He went from about 50, 54, well, more than that, almost 20%. He's, he's down from about 54 all the way down to low 30s, according to some of these polls. That's a huge delta. So no. And one of the reasons is because he's absolutely incoherent. So yesterday, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to watch these press conferences with Joe Biden because you, you do feel in real time that you may be watching the last Joe Biden press conference. You feel like he might actually physically keel over. His brain just stops functioning in the middle of these, in the middle of these exchanges. It's incredible. Right? He, he's just incoherent. So here is, a, here is Joe Biden rambling and then going silent, talking about, talking about the voters. The voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et cetera, uh, has, is becoming much more informed on the, um, the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the And the political parties. It's all fine. This is fine dog dot gif. Dog in fiery room. You know, I, I used to live in Boston for three years when I was in law school. And uh, being from a, a very warm climb, I was not used to the icy conditions. And so I remember one time I went over to the local kosher grocery store to pick up some food. And like an idiot, I parked on the ice. 
didn't know anything. So I parked on the ice. So I get back in the car and I start trying to gun the engine to, to you know, actually move the car. And the car's going nowhere. The, the, the wheels are just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. That is Joe Biden's brain right now. It's just spinning and it's going nowhere. There is no traction there. He is not with us. This is a president who is not with us. And so he's asked, you know, um, some people question your mental fitness. He's like, come on, man. Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. I am sure he doesn't. The good news about a press conference this bad for Joe Biden is that he doesn't remember it even now. Within five minutes, it was gone from his brain. Hey, also, I mean, again, I can just show you clip after clip from this press conference. Just play them over and over of Joe Biden completely falling apart. There's a point where he said, I mean, he's going to ask a rhetorical question. No, he won't. By the way, his dead giveaway in terms of body language is him clutching his portfolio. He's got this portfolio that usually sits on the desk. He starts clutching it defensively almost. It's bizarre. I don't think there's been much on any incoming president's plate that's been a bigger menu than the plate I had given to me. I'm not complaining. Knew that running in. And the fact of the matter is we got an awful lot done. An awful lot done. And there's more to get done. But look, let's, let me ask a rhetorical question. No, I won't. Anyway. What is going Thank on? You. What is going on? And then just kind of clutching his portfolio there. What is happening? What's happening? Then he's asked about the polls and, and the question, who said it, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Fake news, fake polls. It was really bad when Trump said it, right? Trump wasn't allowed to doubt polls, but Joe Biden does it all the time. Here we go. How do you plan to win back moderates and independents who cast a ballot for you in 2020, but polls indicate aren't happy with the way you're doing your job now? I don't believe the polls. Oh, he doesn't believe the polls. So I guess they don't exist anymore. That's not, he's not casting aspersions to the press. He just doesn't believe the polls. And good news for Democrats, this geriatric dotard is going to be heavily involved in the midterms, he says. Congratulations to all you Democrats in Purple District. And uh, I hope that you have a nice lobbying job lined up because, man, it ain't going to go great. I'm going to be deeply involved in the off, these off-year elections. Uh-oh. We're going to be raising a lot of money. We're going to be out there making sure that we're helping all of those candidates and scores of them have already asked me to come in and campaign with them to go out and make the case in plain, simple language as to what it is we've done, what we want to do, and why we think it's important. Now, for all those battleground, for all those battleground Congress people and senators, it's time to break out that sad trombone from The Price is Right. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Joe Biden, Joe Biden, jet setting into your territory is probably your worst nightmare, right? You're running a competitive race and here comes an incoherent, an, 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 a, he, he just, he's got nothing. And that guy's going to jet in and he's going to fix your race. Good luck with that. On topic, on topic after topic yesterday, Joe Biden just crapped the bed. I mean, he just made a mess. And Jen Psaki, who's the night nurse of the White House, she had to try and fix some of these things. But again, Jen Psaki picked the wrong week to stop doing meth. This is, this is not the right week for that. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that erectile dysfunction is really common. In fact, 52% of dudes aged 40 to 70 experience some form of ED. Head on over to GetRoman.com slash Ben right now. Speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about ED. Get 15 bucks off your first month of treatment. Roman Ready is confidence personified. It means that 
Everything is working the way that it is supposed to when you need it to with Roman. You get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Ben. Complete an online visit today. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete that online visit today. Connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and get it taken care of. Head on over to GetRoman.com slash Ben. If you're prescribed, get 15 bucks off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this season. Roman ready. Again, head on over to GetRoman.com slash Ben. If you're prescribed, get 15 bucks off your very first month of ED treatment. Okay, so then Joe Biden got into the topics. And on topic after topic, he was just a disaster area. So the, the economy right now is flaming out. It is stagnating. Yesterday, the NASDAQ fell more than 1% entering correction territory, according to the Wall Street Journal. It shed 166.64 points, or 1.1%. It finished the day 10% below its all-time closing high set back in November. A decline of greater than 10% is considered a correction for a stock index, right? It's not a temporary decline. It's now a correction. Wednesday's trading activity continued a tumultuous stretch for major indices, with stocks pairing their earlier gains and closing near-session lows. In the first week of January, many investors have started dumping shares of tech companies and piling into other corners of the market in anticipation of rising interest rates. And of course, the Fed has been talking about tapering and increasing the interest rates because of the inflation that they helped create last year and that Joe Biden's fiscal and monetary policy have generated. So Joe Biden was asked some questions about the economy at this particular press conference. He said he is not going to scale back any of his big spending plans. Man, it, this guy, Thelma and Louise, it's not just Thelma and Louise headed for the cliff. They're off the cliff. It's the end of the movie already. See, the thing about Thelma and Louise, the end of that movie, is that if that movie goes on for another 32 seconds, it gets extremely grisly, okay? And uh, the Biden administration is the, is the 32 seconds of Thumb and Louise that, that was never put on film. You are only guaranteed control of Washington for one more year before the midterms. Do you need to be more realistic and scale down these priorities in order to get something passed? No, I don't think so. When you say more realistic, I think it's extremely realistic to say to people, because let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Yeah, you got to back up, dude, because he ain't got nothing. As we'll talk about in a little while, all of his plans are dead. This presidency is effectively over. He loses Congress in 2022. He doesn't have control of Congress now. He got done what he's going to get done, namely the infrastructure bill. That's it. Those are all the things he got done. He got done his, his crappy bailout plan, his $1.9 trillion boondoggle spending plan on purely partisan lines. He got that done. And then he got done through reconciliation. And then he got done his bipartisan infrastructure plan. Those are the two things he got done. He got nothing else done. Oh yeah, also he surrendered in Afghanistan, created a 40-year high in inflation and completely tanked the, the supply chain. So, so a few things, a few things. Here is Joe Biden trying to explain about the inflation. It's not his fault, it's everybody else's fault, of course. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. And uh, I think what you're seeing is that we've been able to make progress on speeding up the access to materials. Uh, for, for example, one third of the, of the uh, uh, increase in cost of living is the cost of automobiles. The reason automobiles have skyrocketed in price is because of the lack of computer chips. Okay, um, dude, your monetary and fiscal policy have generated this inflation. Yes, we have a supply chain problem. That supply chain problem has been wildly exacerbated by all of your policies. You've created labor shortages. You can't talk to a business person in America right now who's not experiencing labor shortages. 
The prices on fundamental goods have risen exorbitantly. If you're running a restaurant right now, you're paying like twice what you were a year ago for goods that you need in order to generate the food for your restaurant. That is Joe Biden's fault. He's got no ability to hem that in. This is why he has to re rely on the Federal Reserve to hem it in. And he says he's not going to scale anything down. I mean, it's amazing. I'm not going to scale back any of my spending plans. Also, inflation isn't my fault. Okay, and then there's COVID. So remember, this president came into office saying that he was going to destroy COVID. No, no, it's just getting worse and worse from this administration. And this is the amazing thing, folks. We now have the data. The data are absolutely clear. If you have had COVID already, you are really, really safe from COVID when you get it again. You're not getting hospitalized, you ain't dying. And that is the data. The New York Times reported it today. If you are a person who is reinfected with COVID after having had Alpha, you got Delta, your rate of hospitalization was 0.3%. If you're a person vaccinated and you got Delta, your rate of hospitalization was 0.7%, according to the New York Times. Okay, which means that Omicron, which is hitting every single human, including people who are triple vaxxed. I know people who are triple vaxxed who have gotten Omicron. Those people are now extremely safe. In fact, they're pretty safe after the vax. And yet Joe Biden simply can't stop this. He can't. He has to continue because he lets the paranoid loonies in his party run everything. And it has become an absolute mental condition. This is a mental condition for people. People who are running around paranoid about COVID after having been vaxxed with Omicron being the dominant strain, which is killing something like 90% fewer people, according to Kaiser Permanente, than Delta. If you are still a person running around in a state of wild paranoia, there's some, you have a problem and you need to think about that problem. Joe Biden has a problem. Because those are the people running his administration. So here he is saying that uh, he's not just going to, you know, allow us all to go back to regular life. He, no, we can't do that because COVID won't let us do it. The COVID-19 is not going to give up and accept things. Uh, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's not going to go away immediately. But I'm not going to give up and accept things as they are now. Some people may call what's happening now the new normal. I call it a job not yet finished. Okay, then whose fault is it that? It will get better. We're moving toward a time when COVID-19 won't disrupt our daily lives. Okay, uh, down here in Florida, let, let me tell you a story, Joe. Down here in Florida, it ain't been disrupting our daily lives for like a year. But we're all back to normal. We've been back to normal for quite a while. And it, I, I will say it is unbelievable. I was talking to a friend from California, and this friend tends to be uh, a little bit more on the paranoid side. And people who have been spending this entire pandemic in California, New York, and New Jersey, and, and New Jersey Connecticut, right? any place that's very locked down, the, those people have such a different view of the world than people who have been living in free states. But Joe Biden is governed by New York and New Jersey and California, so he can't let it go. He just can't. He just has to downplay things also, like the bad effects of his own policies. So he's asked about schools closing because there are certain schools that are reclosing. There's not a single school in America that should be closed because of Omicron. Not one. Not a single one. Number one, if people get Omicron, they're going to be fine. As a general rule, you're going to be fine if you get Omicron. If you're vaxxed, you're certainly going to be fine. If you had a prior infection, you're almost certainly going to be fine. Right? This is just the, the way this works. And yet, Joe Biden is saying that, you know, if schools shut, it's not that big a deal because there aren't that many. Why are you shutting schools at all? Children have not been dying in large numbers from this pandemic the entire time. That is particularly true of Omicron. I know because all three of my kids got it in the last two weeks. They're all fine. It's extraordinarily transmissible, and it is very not deadly. And shutting down schools is idiotic. But here's Joe Biden downplaying this. It's, here, here we go. 
What can your administration do to help make up for learning loss for students? First of all, I put in perspective the question you asked. Very few schools are closing. So we're doesn't 95% are still open. So you all phrase the questions when people, I don't think it's deliberate on your part, but you phrase the question when anybody watches this on television. My God, there must be all those schools must be closing. What are we going to do? 95% are still open. Man, when he does the creepy serial killer whisper into the microphone, uh, it is not a good look. Geriatric man, 95% are still open. Come into the sewer. I have a red balloon. Reporter. Yes. Um, so a uh, quick note here. There are about 99,000 public schools in the United States. About 99,000. And a lot more, including private schools. Let's say 5% are shut down. That's like five, 6,000 schools. That's tens of thousands of students who can't go to class. And even the ones who are going to class right now are going to class masked. They're going to class masked. They can't understand their teachers. They can't interact with other children the way that normal children are supposed to interact. They're crippling an entire generation based on nothing, based on garbage data. The people who are still insisting on masking kids are operating on the basis of zero data. Zero. They cannot provide any evidence. By the way, this is why the UK never masked kids under the age of 12. And now the UK has just announced they're not masking anybody. All the masking rules in the UK are over. All the work rules in the UK are over. And here's Joe Biden saying we need to crack down still further. By the way, he says that in order to be considered fully vaccinated, you're going to have to include a booster now, which again is insane considering that young people do not need a booster. If you're young and healthy, you don't need a booster. In fact, depending on your age and sex, you could have a higher risk of myocarditis from, from a booster than you do from the actual virus. Here's Joe Biden pushing boosters for everybody. Again, it might, it's good for people who are older. It is not good for people who are younger and male. Everybody get the booster shot. It's the, the optimum protection you can have. You're protected very well with two shots. If it's the Pfizer, anyway, you're protected. But you are better protected with the booster shot. The definition right now. I'm following what the, the answer is yes, get the booster shot. It's all part of the same thing. You're better protected. Okay, again, this is just wild. It's just wild. Okay, this was not even the most newsmaking parts of, of his garbage press conference. So you have an incoherent babbling man who says that the economy is fine and he wants to spend more money. And also that he's not going to leave you alone about COVID. That was the least controversial segment of what he had to say yesterday. We'll get to the most controversial stuff that he said at this presser yesterday because this guy, man, he's going to tank his, there will be people not yet born who don't like Joe Biden. I mean, we are talking about generational lows in terms of presidential approval rating from a guy who entered office with a 56% approval rating, 54%. It's amazing. First, Let's talk about the fact that this should be a good year for a lot of businesses because we should be in a normal economic recovery, actually with the greatest economic recovery from an artificially induced economic coma in American history. But some industries are projected to grow even more than normal. And it includes like pet services, fitness, for example, home improvement. If you work for or own a business in one of these growing industries or a wide range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. I've talked to so many business owners who need to hire and they're having a problem finding people. Well, there's only one place to go, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. ZipRecruiter uses powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job. That encourages them to apply faster. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the United States based on G2 ratings. 
ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the very first day. Right now, try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, so now we get to the really controversial segment, right? This is amazing. So we've only gone through the part where Joe Biden, basically his brain stops working. We got through the part where Joe Biden says that he's not going to scale down any of his spending plans and where he blames all of the inflation on the supply chain problems and where he says that he's just going to continue cramming down bizarre vax policies on the rest of America. That's not the most controversial part. Then we get to elections. So we've spent the last two years saying that the worst thing you can do in American politics is challenge the veracity of election. You can't do it. Right? Donald Trump is a very bad man because he said that the 2020 election was stolen via election fraud. That was a danger to democracy. That was undermining faith in our electoral system. How could anyone do this? It would be the worst thing in the world if anyone did this. I mean, if Stacey Abrams does it, that's different. But if Donald Trump does it, it's the worst thing that ever happened. Donald Trump undermined American democracy, and this made him a historically evil human. So yesterday, Joe Biden was asked a pretty simple question. Joe, you've been going around to places like Georgia and suggesting that there is widespread voter suppression. That Republicans all over the United States are attempting to rig the vote by rigging who counts the vote. You have suggested that if Republicans do not pass your federalization of all election procedures bills, then this means that elections will not be fair and free. So are you suggesting that elections are illegitimate if you don't get what you want here? Here is Joe Biden just saying elections are illegitimate if I don't get what I want. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. This is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. So he's asked, if you don't get your bill, are you saying that the next election won't be fair? And Joe Biden is basically saying, yes, I think the next election will not be fair. He is preemptively doubting every election in the United States, because guess what? There are 50 states. They all have different election procedures. But he's saying, if I don't pass this federal bill that, by the way, failed last night in the Senate, if that doesn't pass, future elections are in doubt. We cannot trust them any longer. So you might think that was a gaffe, right? Maybe, maybe listen, he's incoherent. He babbles. He talks to walls. He, he, he sounds like a man who is who's heavily stoned. So maybe he maybe doesn't know what he's saying. No, he knows exactly what he's saying. He's asked the same question again. And here he goes doubling down on it. Do you think that they would in any way be illegitimate? Oh, yeah, I think it easily could be illegitimate. Imagine, imagine if, in fact, Trump has succeeded in convincing Pence to not count the votes. Uh, imagine uh, if... In, in regards to 2022, sir, the midterm Oh, 2022, election. I mean, uh, imagine if those... Uh, attempts to say that uh, the count was not legit. You have to recount it and we're not going to count. We're going to discard the following votes. I mean, sure, it, 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 I'm not saying it's going to be legit. It's the increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is a direct proportion of us not being able to get these, these reforms passed. That's unbelievable. It's that last statement where he says, the increase in the chance of illegitimacy is directly proportional to me getting what I want. This man is saying that elections in the United States are no longer trustworthy. You can't trust elections because he's not getting what he wants. So that means you can't trust elections anymore. 
Still, I don't want to hear any more from the left. I don't want to hear any more from the Democratic Party about Donald Trump undermining democracy when your unifying moderate president of the United States comes out and says in a press conference twice that future elections are illegitimate unless he passes a bill that just failed. He just undermined democracy. He is setting the stage for violence, folks. If the idea is that Donald Trump set the stage for violence by raising the temperature, that Donald Trump spent a month and a half, two months, suggesting that the election of 2020 was illegitimate and that led to January 6th, if that's the contention of the left, what does it lead to when the president of the United States says that not just one election, every election in the United States is on the borderline of legitimacy because he's not getting what he wants? This means, effectively speaking, there's no one who believes that if they lose, it might be because they just lost. That's an amazing thing. It's incredible. And we'll see how the media cover it. There are a few people who noted it, by the way. John King on CNN last night, he's like, uh, didn't he just doubt the veracity of elections? Dana Bash on CNN, she's like, that sounds like not great. That sounds kind of Trumpy, right? But, but most of the media is just going to be, well, no, it's different. It's different. John Harwood. He's like, well, it's different. Now, Trump, he was doubting elections because of election fraud. Joe Biden, he's doubting elections because Republicans are trying to steal elections. No, it's the same thing, guys. The minute you suggest that voter verification procedures somehow mean that elections are illegitimate, it means that you only accept elections when you win. That's what Joe Biden is doing right there. Okay, then Joe Biden was asked about the line that he's been trotting out recently over the past year, that everybody who opposes his voting agenda is a Jim Crow racist. And Joe Biden gets angry. He starts shouting at clouds because he's old man Grandpa Simpson shouting at clouds. Listen to his defense of his own words. He, he, he's asked about saying in Georgia that you have to choose to be on the side of Martin Luther King or on the side of Bull Connor. You have to choose between being on the side of Jefferson Davis or being on the side of Abraham Lincoln. That's what he said. So he is comparing, without a doubt, the people who do not side with him to people who would have sided with Bull Connor and Jefferson Davis and George Wallace. So he's asked about that. And here is his, his angry, defensive, ridiculous response. I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor, that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got into, into journalism because you like to write. Um, okay, so that's Philip Wegman of Real Clear News. And what he is asking Joe Biden, I mean, even Joe Biden's defense makes no sense. He's like, are you saying, are you, uh, are you saying that, you know, interesting reading of English which is a language I sometimes talk in, are you that go back and read it. And then, you know, when I say that anybody who's on the side of Bull Connor, are you saying I'm saying they're like Bull Connor? Yes, that's exactly what you said. That's exactly what you said. It was one of the worst things I've ever heard a president say. <laughs> it's amazing. Even his own party, even his own party was like, that was too much, Joe. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what I said at all. Of course, that's what you said. Of course, that is what you said. I mean, the insanity of him saying a thing, being quoted on the thing, and then suggesting that he never said the thing is truly unbelievable. He said, I did not say they were going to be a George Wallace or a Bull Connor. I said, we're going to have a decision in history that is going to be marked just like it was then. You either voted on the side 
That didn't make you George Wallace or it didn't make you Bull Connor. But if you did not vote for the Voting Rights Act back then, you were voting with those who agreed with Bull Connor. So you're not, you know, you're not like Bull Connor. You're just like those people who are on Bull Connor's side. Oh, thanks. So if I say in a speech that Joe Biden, you know, you have a choice between being with the resistance or being with Hitler. I'm not saying he's like Hitler. I'm just saying that he's on the side of the people who are on the side of Hitler. Oh, well, oh, then I guess I wasn't comparing. I guess I wasn't comparing. He knows exactly what he said, but he thinks that he can just bluster rage his way through this thing. By the way, whatever happens, all those complaints about the attacks on the free press. You know, Philip, what do you even read in, in English? English language I sometimes talk in using my brains. It's just incredible. Okay, and then, and then believe it or not, he got even worse. So way back before the Gulf War, there was a, a person named April Glaspie. April Glaspie worked for the State Department under James Baker in the H.W. Bush administration. And there is a, a widely controversial meeting that she had with Saddam Hussein and the government of Iraq right before the Gulf War in which she apparently said that the United States had no interest in Arab versus Arab conflicts. The United States really had no interest in Arab versus Arab border conflicts and, uh, and that we, we just hoped that they settled things between Iraq and Kuwait. And it was widely reported just after the Gulf War that this had had an impact on the thinking of the Iraqi military, that the Iraqi military had taken that to mean that the United States would not intervene in the case of an, Amer of an Iraqi invasion of Kuwait. Now, as it turns out, that may or may not have been true. Right? We don't know whether the Iraqis looked at April Glaspie's comments and they thought, okay, well, we can go into Kuwait or whether it had no impact on their thinking. We also don't know exactly what she said because all you have are sort of contemporaneous records that were taken in writing at the time. However, one thing we do know is what Joe Biden said at a public press conference in front of the entire world yesterday, which is he said to Vladimir Putin about Ukraine, just the tip. That is what he said to Vladimir Putin yesterday at a press conference. He said, you can go into Ukraine so long as it's just the tip. It's amazing. Truly incredible. We'll get to that in just one moment. By the way, Vladimir Putin has to be licking his chops. China has to be licking his chops. There's a reason that, that Russia, China, Iran, they're holding joint naval exercises now. There's a reason for that. They're looking at this administration and they are thinking, man, if I'm going to make a move, now is the time to make it. If you're China looking with hungry eyes at Taiwan, why would you not make that move exactly? If you know you're going to have to use military force at some point, why not do it now while the, while the getting is good, while this dunderhead is in office? We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, now is the time to lower your mortgage rate, like right now, not later. The Fed is going to start tapering. The rates are going to go up. If you're looking to refi your mortgage, now is the best time because the rates are still low. Head on over to American Financing, America's home for home loans. You'll get a free mortgage review from a salary-based mortgage consultant so you can learn about custom loan options before moving forward. No pressure, no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees, just a simple conversation around your financial goals and the many ways they can save you up to a thousand bucks a month. Think about that for a second. You could save up to $12,000 a year and tens of thousands long-term simply by refinancing your mortgage. If you start right now, you might close in as fast as 10 days. Call 866-721-3300. That is 866-721-3300 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 1823348, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Your biggest monthly bill is undoubtedly your mortgage. Why not get that lowered if you can right now? They have all sorts of options for you to think about. Head on over to AmericanFinancing.net or give them a call at 866-721-3300. All righty, in just one second, we'll get to Joe Biden offering Ukraine up to Russia on a platter yesterday. It's, un it's incredible. This guy, he is the worst president in American history and he is one year in, my God. First, 
the first gathering of my book club, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, tonight. I am pumped. I've been wanting to do this for years. I really want to read books with you guys. I want to go through your questions. I want to talk about some of my favorite books. Tonight, we are discussing George Orwell's famous dystopian novel, 1984. So grab your copy, head on over to dailywire.com and join me in tonight's discussion right now. You get 25% off a Daily Wire membership with code 1984 over at dailywire.com slash subscribe. That's dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code 1984 for 25% off. I'm pumped to hang out and discuss Orwell with you tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Be there or be square. You're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Alrighty, so we finally get to the apex of the insanity of Joe Biden's two-hour press conference yesterday. You know, aside from the babbling incoherence, aside from his idiocy on the economy, aside from his idiocy on COVID, aside from the utter craziness of the president of the United States openly saying that all future elections are corrupt unless he gets what he wants, which is a wild statement, it really is. Okay, then we got to Joe Biden and, and Russia and Ukraine. So Russia has 100,000 troops stationed on the border of Ukraine. They've been threatening Ukraine for, at this point, weeks and weeks and weeks. They've been essentially setting up false flag operations inside Ukraine as an excuse for them to cross the border of Ukraine. They've been attempting to dictate to NATO that Ukraine should never become a part of NATO. They've been attempting to suggest that the West should not come to Ukraine's defense. And the West so far has been extraordinarily tepid. The West has done pretty much nothing. Germany stopped the United States from shutting down preemptively Nord Stream 2. Europe has prevented the United States from, from getting involved in, in sanctions activity. And the United States has refused to put any sort of troop presence in Ukraine to even deter the Russians. The, the goal here is not to go to war with Russia. The goal is to deter Russia from going to war with Ukraine. And I, 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 on a fundamental level, I don't understand why people don't get deterrence. What deterrence is, is we are going to station some of our naval assets in the Black Sea to say to the Russians that if you cross this line, you must know there will be consequences. Joe Biden has not done any of those things. He's putting additional troops in like Poland. Anyway, Joe Biden's foreign policy section of his press conference last night began with his defense of Afghanistan. So first of all, let's just be clear. Afghanistan is one of the worst foreign policy disasters in America's history. I would say it is the worst foreign policy disaster in America's history. It is worse than Vietnam. It is worse than Vietnam because we voluntarily pulled out of a country and collapsed it in favor of 8th century barbarians for no reason whatsoever. None. Just because Joe Biden wanted some sort of rhetorical flourish so he could say he entered a 20-year war. And currently, there are 19 million women who are now living in abject sex slavery, essentially. You have people who are selling their own children for food. That is not an exaggeration. They are literally selling small children in sex slavery for food in Afghanistan right now. We have terror groups that are regrouping. 13 American service people were killed. We have hundreds of Americans still stuck behind enemy lines over there and have been stuck for months at this point. We have the Chinese taking advantage of the rare earth's minerals in Afghanistan, the Russians celebrating because they were backing the Taliban. And here's Joe Biden declaring it all a success yesterday. There is no way to get out of Afghanistan after 20 years easily. Not possible, no matter when you did it. Had we stayed and I had not pulled those troops out, we would be asked to put somewhere between twenty and 50,000 more troops back in. Because the only reason more Americans weren't being killed than others is because the last president signed an agreement to get out by May the 1st. And so it's, it's, all, it's all Trump's fault. Okay, so that is the predicate for Russia getting more militant, China getting more militant. Now, all of our enemies see that this president is a weakling. And so they've moved. And Putin is moving. So here is a Joe Biden yesterday saying that he guesses that probably Putin will move 
into Ukraine? I mean, why not? He, he probably has to, says Joe Biden. I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. He has to do something. And now later, Biden tries to back off. Like, well, maybe we, we don't know yet. Maybe he'll do something. Maybe he won't do something. But he has to do something. My guess is he will move. My, why not just give him the green light? Okay, it gets worse. It gets worse. So Joe Biden is trying to explain that there will be consequences if Vladimir Putin goes into Ukraine. But he says that if Vladimir Putin does not go full bore into Ukraine, like he doesn't march into Kiev, if, he's, if, he just go, if it's just the tip, then it's fine. Just the tip isn't, isn't really, isn't really an invasion. It's kind of a minor incursion. It's, a, it's like a minor incursion. You know, like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, minor incursion. Here, here is Joe Biden. Open it. I mentioned April Glaspie before, the, the, the undersecretary of state in the Middle East during the, the H.W. Bush administration, who suggested that the United States might not do anything if Iraq invaded Kuwait. And there's controversy over whether she basically precipitated the Iraq invasion or not. If Vladimir Putin invades Ukraine, you can attribute it to this comment above all others. This is the president of the United States in a full public press conference saying that as long as Vladimir Putin only commits a minor incursion, there might not be consequences. Here was Joe Biden yesterday. I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion. It's one thing if it's a, if it's a minor incursion. Not just welcome it, just open the gate, man. And by the way, according to CNN, the, the entire government of Ukraine is now in a state of full-scale meltdown panic because that is Joe Biden just offering Ukraine up on a platter. Because Vladimir Putin is going to say, well, what if it's not a minor incursion? First of all, there's no such thing as a minor incursion on American territory. If Mexico just walked across the southern border of the United States and took over some of the border, border counties of, of Texas, but they didn't take all of Texas, just, just like a little bit, would we consider that a minor, like, in what circumstances is it considered a minor incursion for any country to cross the sovereign border of another country militarily? How does that even work? How is that a minor, like, that's, that's crazy towns, what he is saying. You know, Sudetenland, minor incursion. When in human history has it been considered a minor incursion to just cross the border of another sovereign state? But there's Joe Biden saying, by the way, he doubled down on this. He was asked again later to clarify. And what he said was, you know, NATO's divided. We can't get the Europeans on board to do anything if it's a minor incursion. So, you know, we really, I can't really say that we're going to do much over here because, you know, if he takes the nuts, then he takes the nuts, you know, like. To say that out loud in a press conference in front of the world, like Vladimir Putin must just be laughing his ass off at this weakling. So this necessitated the night nurse, Jen Psaki, coming in after presumably downing all of her edibles that she keeps for emergency circumstances, according to Red Seas over, over Twitter. It, it necessitated her showing up and uh, releasing a statement. Here is the statement, quote, President Biden has been clear with the Russian president. If any Russian military forces move across the Ukrainian border, that's a renewed invasion. And it will be met with a swift, severe, and united response from the United States and our allies. President Biden also knows from long experience that the Russians have an extensive playbook of aggression short of military action, including cyber attacks and paramilitary tactics. And he affirmed today that those acts of Russian aggression will be met with a decisive, reciprocal, and united response. No, he did precisely the opposite. He did exactly the opposite. We played the tape of it. It's fun to watch history being rewritten in real time. He literally said yesterday, NATO is not united. NATO is divided. He literally said yesterday, 
that a minor incursion might be different than a major full-scale Russian invasion. That is Joe Biden giving a green light to, like Putin would be an idiot not to walk across the border at this point. Why wouldn't he? Like, seriously, what, what, what is the downside for Vladimir Putin? What are you going to do to him, Joe? You can't get the Germans on board to sanction Nord Stream 2. Not over a minor incursion. It's um, incredible stuff. Okay, so here's the bottom line. Joe Biden's presidency is failing on every conceivable level, which leaves him one option. That option is to complain about Republicans. So now he's trying to blame Republicans. He has a majority in the Senate. He has a majority in the House. He's the president of the United States. He can't get anything done because he decided to pursue a completely partisan, insane agenda that has failed in every respect. Naturally, that means he's going to blame Republicans. Good luck with this pitch. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Name me one thing they're for. All righty. You ready? Here are a few things that Republicans are for. They are for lower taxes, lower regulations, not shutting down the entire country because of your idiotic COVID protocols. They are against vax mandates. By the way, being against a thing is also being for another thing. Okay, being against vax mandates being means being for personal freedom. Being against your garbage spending plans means being in favor of a free market economy. Being against your foreign policy means being in favor of a muscular American foreign policy. Trying to blame Republicans for your own failures. I love this. He's like, who could have foreseen? I, I don't know. I never thought that Republicans might oppose. Really? You've been in the Senate since the Senate didn't exist. He's been in the Senate since 1622. And this guy didn't, it never occurred to him that as president of the United States, he might run into some political opposition. It's incredible. Okay, so here's the bottom line. Failed president, failed administration, no ability to turn things around. And he happens to be a babbling, incoherent fool. That's where we are. Good luck. We have three more years of this gang. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, Go check out the Matt Walsh show. It airs at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. If you haven't seen Matt's performance on Dr. Phil, it's, uh, it's pretty spectacular. We have some clips that are available right now over on the Twitters. Be sure to check out Matt's show today over at dailywire.com. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our production manager is Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. Today on The Matt Wall Show, uh, I appeared on Dr. Phil to argue about gender and pronouns with a couple of non-binary diversity consultants and a woke college professor. We'll talk about the experience today and watch a few of the clips together. Also, two of my opponents on the stage are now complaining that uh, I have caused them to plunge into depression and they're having nightmares because of me. What did I do to cause such trauma? We'll try to figure that out. And Joe Biden held just his second press conference in a year. It was a total disaster, as you might expect. The media gets caught in yet another fake news scandal, and a major car company goes woke. Though, as always, it's not really clear what they hope to accomplish by that. We'll discuss all of that and more today on The Matt Walsh Show. Hey, 